You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. I rarely see you in the mornings. Oh, well, it's morning for me. I'm like, wait, drinking my coffee. (laughs) Yeah, you are. I just finished another cup, but yeah, it's, it's an early show because we had a guest from Germany. I know. I was like (laughs) figuring out time zones, man. That's hard. I'm so glad that was you figuring that out and not me. I was like, oh shit. I don't know. Well, and then there's this thing called time zone calculator, which is really funny because you know, we, (laughs) we do virtual things with the feisty all the time and I'll always put like, this thing is at like six, 4 p.m. Pacific time, Los Angeles, use Los Angeles as the time zone. And the people will be like, what time is that in my time zone? I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's what the Google is for. That's, that's what the Google's for. <laughs> use the Google, people. You don't want me telling you because I will for surely screw <laughs> it up. I will for sure get it wrong. <laughs> so that's awesome. Anyway, but I did use the Google. And we got it right. You got it right. And so we had um, Carol Schiff joins us today. Carolyn Schiff joins yeah. us today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she goes by Caro, but also Carolyn Schiff. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, she she came seemingly out of nowhere, but we get to hear a lot about her long racing career and one and bound, which she actually was uh, when we did our preview show. Ali, both Ali Tetrick and Amanda Nelman said she was somebody to look out for that we did not have on our radar. So, um, so it's a really fun conversation getting to know her a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and that she's done a, she's done several podcasts. So if you're looking for something more about the race at unbound or like any of that, that's really not what we talk about. We really talk about her and her history here. And yeah. uh, I, I enjoyed the conversation cause we haven't, I hadn't gotten to know her yet. And getting a chance to kind of hear where she came from and, and things that she likes. And you asked some really good questions about UCI versus American gravel. And it's just a, I think it's a really good conversation. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Grodio, she was on Amanda's, uh, show. She talks a lot about the race and some of the things that happened during the race. So if you're interested in that, that's a good one to go listen to, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then just to let everybody know, all of feisty is taking a little podcast break in July. Christy's going to be in Patagonia. Um, yes. You're going to be working on the gravel. What do you call that thing? The gravel house. Well, it's the gravel house. We're working on 316 property, which is the one that's the nine bedroom, nine bath. So it's going to be open July 15th. Follow me on Instagram and you can check out the pictures <laughs> as we get ready to roll it out. Cause we're going to be doing some fun stuff with girls gone gravel down there. Look so. at that pitch. Follow me on Instagram. Casey <laughs> Moan, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> and I'm going up to the middle of nowhere, Canada for a trail running trip. I am not, I am not in shape for, but you will be in shape. Like as you get there and you do it, like you'll just, by by the end of it, you'll be trail running, running Catherine. Yeah. I have to start a new show. Girls gone trail (laughs) running. Well, uh, we there's some trail running podcasts, which I am really, so we're recording this on Friday. There's a lot of big stuff going on this weekend, which including Western States, which is the goal, you know, the big trail running race, which Heather Jackson is racing three weeks off of Unbound. So, um, I'm really interested to see how she does there. And if she like changes her mind and ends up at, uh, Cheshire, 
That's crusher. What do you call that race? Crusher in the tusher. Tusher in the crusher. Yeah. Crusher in the tusher. Yeah. I'm just curious. I think she'd do really well there. I know, but she's two weeks out from a hundred mile trail race. I know. She could start it. It takes more to recover for your body to recover from that than. Yes, it does. Especially at the effort she's going to be putting forth. So. Yeah. It's a really fun field. Like if anybody follows trail racing, it's all the big names, including Courtney. I can't, uh, I am so stoked to watch yeah. that. Cause I'm you so like, trail, so you're a big trail runner. I do love trail running too. So. so yeah, there's a lot of big, like not gravel racing this weekend. Like, uh, grounded is this weekend. I think <gasps> I know. And I'm not there and I'm so sad. Like I just was getting texts from Kara Matthews with chamois butter going, are you on the way up here? And I'm like, I'm not coming. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's a big triathlon this weekend, which I'm really curious because Taylor Nib, well, Paige Onweller, did you see she got six at, um, how about time that? trial nationals in rainy conditions, rainy. first time doing something like that. Like that's insane. That's yeah. amazing. And then Amber Neiman, who we've had on the podcast, she got third, third. Uh, and then, uh, Lauren Stevens, who's raced a lot of gravel was second. Yep. Taylor Nib, who is a triathlete was fourth. So she left Knoxville and then flew to Montreal where she's going to be taking on the world triathlon race this weekend. Love so that. It's just like a really fun weekend for women's racing all around. So, so I'm excited about it. Nice. Um, anyway. Um, well, we'll start. Stop. Well, but wait, before we go, oh. I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to make this Casey current soccer mm-hmm. thing, like a mission. And I'm kind of counting on the show to help hold me accountable. So, okay. I've sent out some emails. I haven't heard back, but I'm not giving up on trying to kind of figure out some sort of way to collaborate with this professional women's team in Kansas city and, and our gravel scene and uh-huh. pro and pro women. So anyway, if anybody listening to the podcast has any connections with the Casey current, reach out I'm to working Christy. my angles. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be upset if I get other, other leads on this, but yeah. Um, I think it'd be, I think there's something really fun that we could do there. Anyway, you should take the players on the gravel ride that I, you know, I mean, if, if we can bring F1 racing into the gravel scene, why can't we bring soccer into the gravel scene? That'd be really fun. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like it's going to happen. Christy Moon makes things happen. Uh, and a lot of times it's because of the village that's around Christy Moon. So this is my village. These are my people. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. All right. Well, uh, we're going to stop talking and we're going to let you listen to this great show with Caro Sheaf. One of the most frustrating things about going to big gravel races in the last few years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel. And I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related. And it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on. And it really takes me out for several weeks. And that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor, Prevenex. We've worked with Prevenex within our Feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit Play Not Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, You've also heard about their great protein powder. But I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus. It has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I've not been sick one time this year. And, And I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So it has Everything that you need for immune health support, and it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. 
It's supercharged with immune boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off your first purchase of Immune Health Plus or any of their other products. That's Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off of your purchase, and you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. This might be our first international, no, our second international podcast recording. Who was our first? Hannah. Oh. When you were a weirdo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hannah Green. Hannah, yeah. Hannah Grant. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but we I are, was a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to like Christy be a weirdo today, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have the 2023 Unbound Gravel champion Piero Sheaf here today. Did I say your name right? I didn't say your name right, did I? Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's totally fine. Hi. <laughs> My German family would be so disappointed in me that I'm struggling with a German name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've had a busy few weeks. Yes, uh, indeed. I was traveling a lot and racing a lot. And um, yeah, now I have some time off. What's really nice now. Do your legs get tired from always having to walk up to the top step of the podium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we have a podium, not every race <laughs> or not every gravel race has a podium. So um, that's, that's true. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I think before we go way down in this whole racing hole, um, one of the reasons I was most excited to have you on is just because I don't, I don't know you, I don't know about you. Um, and I know you've been around the scene and so sh- that's kind of a shame on me, but, but really wanted to just kind of hear your background and how you got into bikes and, and, and what your background is on, in cycling. Yeah. My background is, uh, actually on the road and in cyclocross. So I started, it's already a few years ago with some road racing um, because my boyfriend did it. Before that, I was doing triathlon, but yeah, just more for fun and not, uh, I did competitions, but not, yeah, not on a higher level. So I met him um, and then he was a bike racer. And yeah, then I, I saw that it's uh, a nice sport. And started to um, to do it on the also on the road uh, road racing and in winter cyclocross because we here in Germany we always do cyclocross during winter in the north of Germany because it's cold and nobody wants to go out for a long time so you can do it very in a short time uh, yeah and uh, on the road I started yeah very fast to go on a higher level i started on some uci races um yeah when i just i think i was one year in cycling and started at uci races um but i crashed really hard in the beginning so i i stopped that and uh yeah took it easy and then i i saw okay maybe you should try again then i tried again but i had always like uh yeah, bad injuries and crashed hard. So I had uh, my collarbone broke four times now. Oh, gosh. Uh, several other bones uh, as well. So I think maybe I have a small talent for crashing hard on the road. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, my story. I, I was uh, successful because I was 
the German uh, national champion on on the road on uh, on the mountain climbing. That's a specific race category we have in Germany. It's yeah, it's in the hard upper race, and you can get a national champion here. So I I got this title in 2019 and also won the national league we have here in Germany. Yeah. And then I was the last two years in the UCI team because I wanted to go on bigger races and try to be successful on international level. Um, yeah. Then last year I got uh, really bad injured again. So my, my story with injuries, uh, continued and uh, I was out the whole season last year with a bad uh, shoulder injury and uh, yeah then I thought okay maybe I should just stop racing and uh, focus on on uh, doing other things like focus on doing my job in the in the bike shop and uh, my other shop uh, for BBB cycling um, yeah and do like cycling, like, uh, yeah, like I did it before, easy and relaxed and also thought about doing more gravel, but not on a professional level. Yeah, but everything changed when... I was going to uh, say, that the, doesn't seem like and, that's how it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, did not work out because uh, Kenyon called me and they asked me if I would like to do a gravel racing for them. And um, yeah, that was a game changer last year. Yeah, I heard you on another podcast just talking about that and how it was surprising because you you go in a bike shop and you don't sell Canyon, obviously, they're direct to consumer. No. Yeah. Um, so obviously, and they're a German company, if people don't know. Um, so obviously, they have been following your career and saw some potential in you. Um, I, I probably knew that like cyclists who crash a lot and road racing yeah. and the gravel and do really well there seems to be yeah. a pattern yeah that's really that's really the bad side of road racing I really like road racing but this yeah these injuries yeah for me it was the point that I said okay I don't want to have it again because last year it was such a long process with the healing I had really bad healing process so uh, I had uh, yeah the surgery really late then in the year and then my season was over so yeah I thought yeah that's no no uh, option again to do that again because yeah the whole life changes when you are out with an injury it's not just cycling it's everything and your mood gets bad and it's also, yeah, when you're, when you are not in a good feeling, then it's also hard for the relationship and it's a whole life. So I don't yes. want to have it again. <laughs> That's what I was just telling Catherine before you hopped on. I was like, nobody wants to hang out with me if I've missed my rides or my runs. I'm not a very exactly. nice person. <laughs> exactly. That's a point. We all want to do sports. And for me, it's better to do it like, like a hobby or like, yeah, not professional than yeah, to don't do it and to be injured. So I, 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 I thought that the best way is to stop and to just do it easy. Yeah. But now I'm really happy how it changed now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you're in good company, you know, uh, Alison Tetrick had some very bad 
crashes in UCI and then she came over and went unbound and same with Lauren DiCrescenzo. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a pattern of some of the female unbound winners, especially coming from <laughs> major injuries on the road. <laughs> yes. And, and the funny thing is they both still really love road. Like it sounds like you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was wondering, cause I, I know, like I heard you, I actually heard this from Amanda Nauman mm-hmm. that you had been over, um, and raced in California cyclocross, um, and like, maybe she had some sort of influence on trying unbound. Yeah. Yeah, sure. She, she really did influence me because yeah, I, I was together with her when I was in California. So I okay. think I in, influenced her to, to try cyclocross because she joined me to the races and she was at Dryasleys before. So that was the point where I influenced her. And after it, I saw when she won un, uh, Dirty Kenza at this time. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I also would like to try it. So it's re- <laughs> the story is really funny. And that she waited in the, uh, in the finish for me and we took a picture there. Yeah, it was just crazy, the whole story. And also my time in California, it was really also for me a change in my cycling career because before that I was a bit out of uh, racing because of injuries I had before and when I was in California I started to have fun again with cycling and racing I mean I did just cyclocross but that was for me also that I stepped into cycling again and do it uh, also after it in Germany again on a higher level so yeah, my U.S. Uh, trips are always a bit like a change of my of my life and career. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and had you raced in the U.S. since that the cyclocross days? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I just raced the uh, cyclocross. The, the it was uh, California um, races. The yeah the the smaller California races. I did a lot of them. I stayed in California, I think it was 2012 from September till December. Okay. And in this it, time, I, I did lots of races. And then you had not raced in the U.S. again until this no, year? No, I always thought that I would like to come back. But yeah, with everything we have here in Germany, with our shop and mm-hmm. my studies in between. And yeah, it was not not possible. Or yeah, I, yeah. I did not do it. Well. That's one other thing I learned about you is you have two other jobs. You oh my gosh. shop and you also work, I believe in marketing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then you also race bikes. So sometimes we hear from women like, oh, pros don't have to balance that much. And I'm like, well, this woman has two other jobs. One is owning a shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really busy all the day because, uh, yeah, with the bike shop, it's uh, I do it together with my boyfriend. We we started it. It's now ten years ago. It's a small bike shop with uh, yeah with high end uh, bikes. We have we are specialized dealer Colnago BMC, but we do it together without any other employees. So everything is on our own. But yeah, that's also nice because we can do it like we want to do it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that works really well. 
And I get uh, also a lot of support from him because he also was a bike racer. He knows how it is and how it is with training and everything. Um, yeah, and my other job is because I studied business administration and I always also wanted to use this uh, in, in my life. So I'm uh, an employee at BBB Cycling. Um, I'm in the marketing team and uh, yeah work from from home i can work from home because they are located in den haag in the netherlands mm -hmm. so yeah that's nice that i also have that um and i have a nice team there yeah but at the moment it's really hard to combine it everything so yeah <laughs> i'm a bit i'm i'm struggling a bit but uh, yeah we will see how it works i can imagine yeah. <laughs> actually i can't <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> it seems like an awfully lot yeah um you know i mean winning unbound i hope was like a really big moment in your career um yes and um gets you obviously a lot of attention especially i, I know in the u.s but hopefully it's been impactful over in europe too yes it is and i i knew it before the race because i knew that uh Kenyan that it's really important for them from the, for them so yeah I had a feeling for that uh, that it could be a game changer in the end nice yeah. that's yeah. interesting cool so um was gravel locust then your first U.S. race since your time in California yes I came over two days before and then I um, started at gravel locust and um yeah because of the jet lag and the traveling and everything, I wasn't sure about how I feel, especially it's also a long race. But yeah, that I was able to win that race was really like, I was really, really happy because, uh, yeah, I did not know anything about uh, US gravel racing before. So that was really cool. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that race. <laughs> so you've done two races now. Uh What's your impression of the U.S. gravel scene compared to Europe? Um, I think it's really nice because it's a lot of attention here on the races. Uh, people are really crazy about the races. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of people competing. And um, yeah, also for women, it's really nice to race because we get also a lot of uh, attention here. Um, yeah, the races are longer for sure. They are, I think, a bit less technical um, mm -hmm. and also then faster. Yeah, Gravel Locus was really fast. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that these are the main parts that are different from, from our races, especially they are, yeah, they are really longer because our UCI races are more like five, six hours. This was a little bit longer than five or six hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I think it's it's fun to kind of watch how that North American space in gravel has transcended borders more or less. Like we're seeing, you know, like a lot more Europeans coming over here to race the different gravel events around the United States. And that's I mean, that's exciting as just a fan of the sport um, because it's always been in reverse. 
Um, yeah. you know, Americans like looking to the, to the European cycling culture for, to get their quote unquote fix. Um, and now it's kind of not that it's totally reversed cause it hasn't reversed. It's just expanded, um, in my opinion, and includes kind of a, a really cool U S scene where different personalities have opportunities to shine. Um, yeah. which I, you know, I really personally, I really like that. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about the mud that was at our event, but I'm also like, I've been around this event unbound since 2006. And one of the components of the event is mother nature. You, you know, you don't, you don't know what hands you're going to be dealt. Um, Yeah. And I had a, I had an interesting, I'd been looking for some stats from way back in the early days. 2011 was another year that was similar to this year. And I could not remember the finish rate from 2011. I finally found, I finally found my document that had the numbers on it. That was like buried really deep in my Google drive. 5% finished in 2011. That's it. 5%. Okay. And, you know, I mean, that was not, it was, it was, it's funny how it was like awful, but also people were just like, that was that was really hard, like embraced how hard it was instead mm-hmm. of this kind of the way it's been turned a little bit this year, um, where, you know, I'm like, there's something to be celebrated for trying something that difficult, yeah. you know? Um, and it's one of the things I think that's kind of more unique, at least in my opinion, to, to the North American cycling racing is that we don't have, like in Kansas, you don't have the huge climbs, right? but we have the wind and maybe the heat and maybe the mud. (laughs) You're just not quite sure which, which element's going to be there. And it lets different people rise to the top. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Like evidently this was a cyclocross racers course um, (laughs) this year at Unbound, you know, I mean like the cyclocross racers did just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I also think it's 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 an adventure, and uh, yeah, it's an adventure. So yeah, that's uh, I, I I like it if you if you have uh, something that that not everybody can can do, and to that not everybody can yeah can finish or that can happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything can happen during the during the race. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if we want to do something easy we maybe have to choose then another race because mm-hmm. unbound won't be easy yeah and some years it is i mean we've had the comments that wasn't that hard you know like if the years that mother nature is there and plays nice yeah it's it's not a technical course um no then it's a fast you know, race then yeah. it's a fast race um so it's just it's interesting like the way that really there's a component out there that's beyond anybody's control and you just have to approach it with the right mindset. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. This year was really, it really stood out to me for whatever reason, like in the past it's happened and it hasn't been a big deal. And this year it became a big deal and it's given me lots of things to think about for sure. But, um, nonetheless, it was your win was just really impressive. I mean, it was, it was super fun to watch you roll across. And honestly, Caro, you did not look that tired. I was like, she could probably go back out and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I was really done after it. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure. the, 
the worst thing was my back. The whole oh. the whole night I and day after I was not able to really go and move. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's part of the game. I knew it before. <laughs> well, that was one. Of, so you've broken down the race a lot. Like if people want to hear that, they can listen to Payson's yeah. podcast or Amanda's podcast. But uh, I'm curious, like when you are, because it was pretty early in the race, right? That your back was really bothering yes. you. You talked yeah, about getting, yeah. how, like, how do you mentally say, okay, I can keep going when you're having that much pain and you're like kind of dealing with, you know, just dynamics in the race. Like, what, what are some of your mental skills that you use there? Um, one point was that my team in the feed zone, uh, yeah, really told me try it and go on. And they, yeah, they really, it was like good mental help from them. And then, yeah, I, I just thought if it's, if I can pedal and it's, yeah, it, it works, then just go on, just go on and try to make the best of it. And then I was lucky that it, it got better in, in the end of the race. So maybe that was my luck in the end. I don't know how it, it could also be that, uh, that it get worse Then it uh, would be impossible to, to finish the race. I think because yeah, with, with really bad back pain, I think that's impossible to, to finish. So I was lucky that it's, it's getting better or maybe it was also the adrenaline that, that made it better. I don't know. <laughs> that could be it too, for sure. Um, no. I was struck by just the pure joy on your face when you were coming across the finish line and right. It was like, the weather was horrible when yeah. you were crossing <laughs> and, um, you know, obviously the same, the, I've been in the finish line a couple of years now, the press is just like all over you. Um, as soon as you finish, I just, what was that finish line experience? Like, uh, I have to imagine it's different than a lot of the European races where it's just so like media after you, like all the excitement. Yeah, it was completely different. I mean, in other races here, the UCI races, they don't recognize you when you come in as the first woman. I had, I think I had it in two of three UCI races I finished that they don't even see me when I oh finished. And yeah. Also last week, <laughs> And I mean, I mean, France was a really nice race and the organizer was really nice and they, I, I don't want to blame them for it, right, but right. when I, when I came in, nobody cares because I think one really, um, yeah, one, one guy from, he's a, he's a car racer, an old one, something like this. So they, he came in with me. He did 100 Ks, I did 150, and then they just focused on him. So <laughs> that was a bit like, I mean, it's, I don't care about things like that, but yeah. I do. The yeah. look on Christie's face. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should, we women should uh, yeah, we focus should. on that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm used to this. I'm in racing since a long time and women are always on the, yeah, on the, they're always behind in things like that. So I'm used to it, but it's not okay. And in Unbound, it was really like they, they, uh, yeah, it, it was so nice that everyone was there and, and the media was there and I was really surprised about it. 
because yeah it was also raining really heavy and yeah no one wants to stay in the rain but there are so many people and yeah um, what you didn't see was everybody was huddled in one little tiny tent and then as soon yeah. as they said you were coming everybody like whoop out <laughs> yeah, into the okay. finish shoot um I wasn't just, under the tent I was standing out there with my champagne waiting with the champagne. <laughs> yeah, and that's also so nice I've never had a champagne uh, shower before so first time yeah uh, I think I mean it's been a conscious effort like on our team's part for years that the 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 demand to the media is if you're showing up we want to see your plan for the women too I don't yeah. care about your coverage. I know you're going to cover the men. I want to know how you're covering the women. Um, and I think after years of doing that and kind of like, not just, not just me and unbound, but different events, like really kind of demanding from the event organizer that the women's race is also covered has resulted in a pretty spectacular finish line experience for the female athletes and then letting them be recognized. And I think the thing to me that, that what we're not seeing that is definitely happening is the way that's inspiring young girls. Um, yeah. we don't even get to see that right now. Right. But it's, I guarantee you that's making a huge impact on the next generation of female cyclists. And they're like, yes. yeah, seeing it and knowing they can be it and knowing that they can be celebrated and yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you should call out that when they're not doing it not in a bad way, but in a like, Hey, I just, I just beat that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By 50 K. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you say the, that we see smaller girls or in the beginning that they see that, that it's possible as a woman to, to do that. And also to yeah that they live their dreams that they start with racing that they see they are sponsors um, and that they can live from it so it's uh, yeah i think it changed at the moment it it really changes uh, on some events more than on the others but in general i think we are on a good way i also see that at the moment yeah well, the UCI has been quite controversial in the U.S. with their entry into the gravel scene. And I, I do know there are some women, American women that are very interested. They they really mm -hmm. want the rainbow jersey. And, you know, I think our feeling is like there's a space for that. But it's kind of like stay out of our gravel racing in the U.S. because we like it the way it is. But I, I'm curious, like, uh, what are some of the other differences you see? Because you've obviously been racing the UCI uh, racing. I know that uh, I heard on another podcast that Canyon had said that that was one of the races they wanted you to do was UCI Worlds as well. So now having raced a couple of races in the US and racing UCI, what are some of the, the big differences you see? Um, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's, every uh, UCI race here is also different. We have some, I had one in Germany. It was like a cyclocross race. We have uh, smaller labs to do and it was a bit more technical. Yeah, other ones are one big loop, but all of them are shorter. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a really main difference to the US race is that it's just, the shorter distance and that makes like also a bit like a different sport because also the world championships will be 
completely different to unbound. These are the two most important races in the uh, gravel calendar, but they are completely different races mm -hmm. from the from the demand on you have yeah and from the training I have to do like uh, as an athlete. So I think now I have to switch a bit also the training because uh, yeah now I did unbound it was just really long and hard and now yeah things like uh, our nationals are coming up and Europeans and world championships and these are really shorter races and you need more punch I think mm -hmm. yeah. so yeah we need to to adjust the training as well yeah to live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about Inside Tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any Inside Tracker plan? Which means you can purchase Inside Tracker using your tax-free dollars. Oh, and it gets better. For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit InsideTracker.com slash feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash feisty. It's interesting because I think if you were uh, not sponsored by a European bike brand and a European, they would not like, if you were an American sponsored by an uh, American bike brand, they wouldn't say the UCI world championships is the, one of the two most important races. They probably say like mm. unbound and big sugar steamboat or something like that. Um, yeah. Would be the two most important. So it's, it's just like a, a woman was having a conversation with me and she was quite shocked about how little the Americans care about the UCI series. And I was like having a hard time explaining the difference with the American gravel riding scene to her. Mm. So it was, it was really an interesting um, conversation because I don't think we were understanding each other. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like the, also one different is, is uh, maybe the support in the races because in the U S you, yeah. You just have the the eight stations as a support, mm -hmm. and in the UCI races, it's different. On some races, you have uh, you you can have more support in the race, and others not that much. So there's not a yeah, you don't have it uh, like like yeah like a guideline for it here. Yeah. It's just like yeah. everyone can do it like they want. And, uh, yeah. Yeah which I like, <laughs> I like yeah. that there's the variety. Like I, I like that. I don't have a problem at all with the UCI races. Like, I think, I think it's just another venue, another platform, another way to do it. And I think that's yes. great. Like I, yeah, I love the fact that with the differences in the same discipline, 
it caters to different athletes. Yes. So you don't just have one. I mean, you can still obviously have a dominant athlete, but you still, you have opportunities for people where their strengths are different. Yeah, and exactly. that to me is really cool. I mean, it, it opens up the field. It allows for more possibilities and more and more personalities. And I really appreciate that part of it. Like when the UCI came out with their gravel worlds, people were asking me if I had a problem with it. And I'm like, why, why would I have a problem with that? Like, that's how they want to do their race. That's, that's totally fine. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean I'm going to do my race that way, but it means like, that's a platform for somebody else that if they don't, if the 200 mile thing is too much, there's another, there's another option. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm thinking about it too uh-huh. open-mindedly or something, but I'm just like, it's great. I think it's great to have the variety and have the options for different, different types of athletes. I think that's really yeah. cool. I think the same. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And it, it makes, uh, the race is more interesting that yeah. every race can win another athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I feel the same way. I think where I struggle is the UCI has traditionally not been known for their equity or diversity initiatives mm-hmm. <laughs> and just hearing like, I didn't get recognized. You know, you often, you don't get recognized as the woman that finishes like <laughs> that. But I bet these conversations are going to help them yeah. change that and start seeing there's value to recognizing the woman who wins. She represents 50% of the population of the world. We probably should recognize that. And I mean, change may be slow, but if these conversations are happening, the change will happen. Like, yeah. you know, we just, we just got lucky in the fact in gravel, it's been led by a lot of women. You know, when you look at who puts on the gravel races or who's behind the marketing scene in the gravel space, it's largely women. And yeah. I think because of that, like we made it front and center early on and gravel has been an early adopter to that, to that, but that, I mean, that helps push the UCI in that same direction. So, you know, um, do you think having a women's tour de France last year has helped move things forward in Europe? Yeah, I think so. It made, uh, made a big difference here in professional racing and professional, yeah, to to be a professional athlete to, um, as a woman is is easier now, I think, because uh, there's a lot of attention now to to racing and uh, sponsors are in and there's more money. So I think it's good for for all of us, not just road racing, but also also gravel and uh, mm-hmm. other disciplines. Yeah, love that. This has been yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I think we are on the right way. It it took it takes some time, but in general, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good development we have at the moment, and I'm really happy to be to be in it, and also with gravel to be uh, in the beginning of that we have here in the in in Europe. I mean, in in the US you have a longer history, but in Europe mm-hmm. it's it's starting, and it's really excited exciting to see. Uh, how it's now developing and also in Germany this year we have the first year with the national championship in gravel oh, so cool. that's, awesome. that's yeah that's also huge for us and I'm really wow. excited about that and for wow. sure everyone wants wants to go there and grab that jersey you need to have Amanda again. Nauman I was gonna say you need to have Amanda Nauman come over and join you in Germany now <laughs> yes, yes. She's I, I, in Germany, in Germany. 
Ah. Yeah, I already met her. Yeah, in Germany, I met her because she raced cyclocross here, World Cup, oh, and me yeah, as well. Right. Yeah. yeah, so there we met. That's awesome. Um, well, I know we've taken a lot of your time. I would love yeah. just real quickly you to give us a little, like give us a little insight into gravel cycling in Germany. Because if people haven't been there, it really is such like you feel like you're in the storybooks and fairy tales. Um, I remember so much growing up, like you go somewhere and there's a castle, an old castle on the hill or so what's the gravel cycling like over there? Like, mm, yeah, we have not that much races. So, but when we, I, I did, we called it gravel, I think since, since COVID time. And that was a time when everyone just went into the woods with their bikes and we have, yeah, we have lots of wood here, uh, lots of mud because it's rainy. And uh, here in the, in the north of Germany, not that much mountains, but uh, really nice trails. So it's really, really nice for gravel. Um, nice. Sandy roads. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Yeah, I have a feeling that you're going to see a lot more Americans doing uh, gravel tourism, not necessarily wanting to go race in Europe, but wanting to tour a lot more. Yeah, it's um, nice. It's it's really good here to to do also like bikepacking things. You can uh, really go from from yeah from location to location just with 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 a backpack and uh, your yeah. bike. It's and nice. you have a lot more um, within those small towns, like you could do little uh, better yes. breakfasts or inns. It's easier yeah, yeah. to do it, not camping, which is what actually my cousin lives in the Schwarzwald in the Black Forest and mm-hmm. my other cousins live in Zurich and he wants me to come over and we ride. But he's like, we're not camping on the ground. We're going no, to you stay. And I'm eat. like, no, I yeah. don't want to camp on the ground. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool thing. You really don't need. You can always go into a yeah into a hotel or something like that because you always find something that's good that's awesome because I, I also did a bikepacking trip and I also told uh, told them that I don't want to camp and we did it with hotels so yeah, awesome. bikepacking light <laughs> and get a good beer Car- and a beer ride <laughs> yeah you get a shower and a beer in the end <laughs> <laughs> what could be better yeah awesome uh, well, okay. it, Carol, it's been amazing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tessa. That's where people can follow, follow you yeah. on social medias. Um, yeah. They, you, you, the question was where they can follow me. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your yeah. Instagram handle? Best way to find you. Yeah. And Instagram, uh, Caroline Schiff. So that's just my name. They can find me and see what I'm doing and where I'm uh, riding my bike here in Germany, because now I have some weeks for just training and I will check out some new gravel, gravel uh, tracks here. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us. And um, it's been fun getting to know you. Hopefully we'll see you back in the U S soon or maybe yes, I'll see you in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Next year for sure. <laughs> You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.